Welcome to the Fit Fact King podcast, where we share the experiences of athletes, personal trainers, and health coaches. We talk about their struggles, mindset, habits, motivation, and most importantly, why they started. If you're looking to optimize your health, then this is the podcast for you. In a world of misinformation, get the facts about getting fit with your host, Amar Graywall. Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of the Fit Fact King. Guys, today's guest is such an incredible person. I would say strongest person I've ever met. What if I say to you, you're the fittest person in the country? And then this person, not just fittest person in the country, she's competed CrossFit Games in America and then become a fittest American woman. Not just once, not just twice, four times. Four times she's won this title. And when she was young, she's won national championships in gymnastics for four times a game. So she's doing great with these four championships. She loves to help. She's helped thousands of people across the world with this. We've talked about this uh, Power App program, which is running. She's running now. And then anybody from the world can join this Power Apps program. You would love this episode if you love to feel how this person feels to be the strongest person in this country. So let's not wait. Please welcome Carrie Pierce. Hello and welcome to my podcast, Carrie. Thanks, and thanks for having me. Thank you. I, I actually have millions of questions to ask you because, first of all, I would start with, how do you feel to be a fittest woman in America? Not just one time, not two, not three, actually four times. Uh, amazing, amazing. I think the first time I was fittest American female was in 2016, and I definitely shocked myself with that. I was... <laughs> Not expecting it at all because it was my second year at the CrossFit Games and my first year I got in 21st and I mean making it to the CrossFit Games my first year I was like okay I'm pretty good at this so I expected to get better but I didn't think that I was going to be top American or fifth in the world uh, my second year so it made me even hungrier to do better the next year and like you said I was I missed it the following year, actually. And then I was fittest American the following three years, 18, 19, and 20. My goodness. Uh, When was the first time you joined um, CrossFit Games? My first CrossFit Games appearance was in 2015. And I started training CrossFit November of 2014. So, okay. So about one year it took you to train yourself for CrossFit Games. Uh, like six months. Oh, I six started months. in November of 2014, and then the season starts basically like the end of February, beginning of March um, oh, is okay. the open, which is like the first stage, and then the second stage was in May, and then the final, the CrossFit Games were at the end of July. How did that six months go for you? Can you can you give a little bit of uh, light on that, please? <laughs> Yeah. So starting CrossFit, I had a friend that kept telling me to do it, but I did gymnastics for 18 years and I heard that CrossFit had gymnastics in it. So Mm. I didn't want anything to do with it. I was done. I was over it. I wanted to move on and get more into like weightlifting and just something different. Mm. Um, And she's like, no, like you should do it. You should do it. So finally I ended up listening to her. And there was a guy who approached me too about coaching for CrossFit. And I was like, Oh, maybe I could coach it and I could do it. Okay, fine. So I had a powerlifting competition uh, in November of 2014. And I was like, okay, right after this competition, then I'm going to go all in CrossFit. So it was definitely a big, big learning experience. I did not know, like, Probably when I started CrossFit, I don't think I could run a mile. And endurance is very important in CrossFit. Yes, 100%. Um, yeah, and, like, I could do the strict gymnastics, but I couldn't do any of the kipping. Even the weightlifting, like, I had done powerlifting, and I had done weightlifting for a few months, but I was not anywhere near how strong and everything, like, a lot of the elite athletes were. And it was just a big learning experience for me. But I loved all the different things that you could do in CrossFit. So it kept it exciting and kept me going. Yes. Okay. Tell me about this training. Like how intense was your training? You know, what were you doing like in a day or what were you eating? Like how your eating schedule, your training schedule, how many hours you were training? Like, you know, it's, you, you gotta be a certain point of time 
to try and to get to fittest person in in the country. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, so when I started CrossFit, I probably trained like two hours a day, um, and I was always very careful with my nutrition. So I did a physique show uh, after college back in 2012, I believe it was. I forget what year. I think it was, yep. yeah, 2012. And that helped me a lot with nutrition. I ate healthy as a gymnast, at least what I thought was healthy. But then I actually learned a lot about nutrition from doing physique. And then I learned even more um, when I after I started CrossFit in 2016. Um, I ended up working with like a nutrition company and stuff. And that helped me tremendously, uh, for my performance and everything. So when I started CrossFit, it was around two hours a day, then slowly, gradually build. And by the time I was done, I was in the gym, like four to six hours, depending Ooh. on what day. Yeah. I mean, and you're not training the whole time, but you're training with such intensity that like you do one part and then like you need to rest and then you do another part and then you need to rest. But it's just like that intensity. Cause you can't keep that intensity over like of course, yeah. four to six hours. But like to be the best that you can, you have to take those breaks, but you're in the gym for such a long time. Um, but I loved it. And until 2020, um, like in June, I ended up moving to Las Vegas. But before then, well, when I started, I had a little training group. And then after I made the games, like even in 2016, 17, 18, 19, I didn't have a training partner or anything. So a lot of it was, by myself, I always had a coach or a couple coaches um, that I would go over my training with and everything, but it definitely got lonely. And then yeah. I moved out to Vegas and I basically had training partners mm. since moving to Vegas, which was awesome. Yep. So we, do you have still um, any, any like daily routine now with this, your training? Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily train anymore, but I have to work out. I feel like it's just part of who I am. And I think oh, yeah. that's definitely, yeah, that's definitely one of the things that made me realize it was time for me to retire because I love working out and I love fitness and I love how it makes me feel. I love how it makes me look. I love everything about it. And I was starting to lose that love for fitness because it was such a chore. Like, I mean, it was yeah, my job okay, yep, for yep, a yep. while. Mm. Yep. But it, it didn't feel like work. And then all of a sudden, because like I said, you are pushing your body to the limit five days a week, multiple times a day. And it just, it, it wasn't fun anymore. And my head wasn't in it. Um, and so now like I still work out, I have a good, like setup, the nice setup in my garage. I just, I love to go out there and put on some good music and just get after it kind of depending on just what I feel like arm. doing that day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so do you train people now personally, or you have this, um, some app or any, any sort of program? Yeah. So I have uh, an online program called power apps, mm -hmm. um, that, and then I also have fit, which is high intensity. Um, but it started off as power apps. And actually I partnered with a guy to start the business back in 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's when we started power apps and, that was an another thing that helped me retire is I have this amazing business and we're helping. Yeah. We have over 200,000 people around the really? world doing the program. Yeah. Doing the variety of programs. This is amazing. Yeah. Thank you. And I just felt like I couldn't give the business everything that I wanted. And it was really nice being an athlete and focusing on myself. But as that kind of faded and I was like, I, I'm just not in it like I used to be. And I'm such a competitive person that when I do something, I want to give it my all. And I feel like I was split between these two things, like competing in CrossFit and my business. And I was doing really well at both. I ended up be getting on the podium in 2020 um, while, you know, spending multiple hours a day on the business, but I still just like felt so torn between the two. Um, and so it's been really, really cool just transitioning from everything being on me and myself to now like giving back and sharing my knowledge with a lot of other people. Okay. Tell me more about this power apps. Like, so what it does, like how it's planned to help people. <clears throat> yeah. So it originally came about um, because, so this gentleman that approached me actually started out as coaching me, uh, coaching him for gymnastics for okay. CrossFit. Mm -hmm. um, he saw that I was a very, uh, decorated gymnastics athlete and was a crossfitter and wanted me to help him with his handstand pushups because he was a master's athlete. 
So we met and that's kind of how it started. But then his, and then now the vice, the vice president of the company was like, me and my husband are obsessed with your abs. You need an abs program. And (laughs) because I was a personal trainer for a while before I started CrossFit, I saw a lot of people doing, you know, ab routines, doing all the crunches and things in the gym and the same thing over and over. And because of gymnastics, we did a lot of different fun um, ab movements. And I was like, people are doing so many boring things. That's not going to get them results. So I basically used my knowledge um, with gymnastics, with CrossFit. And then I also have my degree in movement science, which is exercise science in the school of kinesiology uh, for the university of Michigan. So I used that knowledge with all of my athletic background to create this abs program. Um, and the goal of it is to, for people to get stronger cores, to get better looking abs. Um, but we've heard of so many more things than that. Like the stories that really get me, like I just, I was in the Facebook group earlier mm. and this lady was like, I've never felt comfortable being in my bathing suit. And here I am like, is spending my entire vacation in my bathing suit, taking pictures of myself and being proud of my body. Yeah. So I think just doing things like that is so much bigger than like, Oh, I have abs or whatever. Yes. Um, obviously that's, you know, what draws people's attention and gets yes. them started, but then they just feel more confident and the, the programs are 10 minutes and there's no equipment needed, which is like, there's no excuse not to do yeah, it. And course, people course, start yeah. it. Yeah. And people start it and then they make other changes in their life, which is really cool. So you must get amazing feeling, you know, when people say, look, you know, you've changed my life. You know? Yeah. How do you, how do you feel when someone says that to you? Uh, you know, it's, you just changed my life. Look, you know, like you, you just mentioned before this lady spoke to you, you know, told you about how good she feels now. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And like I said, it was amazing being an athlete and just focusing on myself and my individual successes but nothing compares to knowing that you've impacted somebody's life, especially, I mean, and if they have kids and they're like, before I didn't have energy to play with my kids. And now I do like, I just have better stamina or, I mean, there's people that are in like, like I saw someone who's in a hockey league just for fun. And he's like, my endurance is so much better. My shot is better. Like I just feel better. And we've had a lot of people say I've had back pain, like, there was actually a professional football player that did the program and had back pain and the doctor for his team couldn't figure out his back pain oh, and he did power abs and his back pain was gone, which is oh, just like, so cool it's too. Like so we have work. like, <laughs> right. I was like, well, we have like, all, like such a range of people to do it. And it's like, I mean, we have a variety of programs like introduction to power abs all the way up to like extreme. So there's something for everybody, but it just, like I said, nothing beats the feeling of, having someone tell you that you changed their life. Cause I mean, yeah. I feel like that's what life is about impacting other people in a positive way. So if you can make that impact on other people, then I just feel so fulfilled. Yes. hundred percent. So, you know, this, um, fit, um, so CrossFit, I'm just going to ask you this, you know, weird, stupid question. <laughs> so when you were doing consecutive years, did you ever feel like, okay, there is no one to beat me. Did you get that feeling? Like, you know, in consecutive years, like if I've, if I've got even one year to be a fittest person in the country, I would be like, you know, living like a king. It's like, no one's here to beat me. You know, this, <laughs> I would say the ego feeling will come in. So how, yeah. how did you feel? Like, you know, the getting to podium first, always in the first place in three years, you must feel something amazing. Yeah, it's definitely amazing. And it's so rewarding because I mean, you work so hard. I know all the other athletes um, work so hard. They dedicate so many hours, so much time, but you can't become complacent because all those other girls are so fit. So it's like, even during the competition, like until the last of it, like the first year that I got top American woman, I was not the top going into the final event. And then I was able to do really well in the final event. And the girl that was ahead of me, ended up falling back. So I passed her. Um, but the competition is just so tough because girls are so fit. And I mean, I, I dedicated my life to it, you know, for the years that I did it. And I know all the other athletes do too. So you can't get comfortable even if you are at the top. (laughs) There's that saying, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to get to the top, but it's like even harder to stay at the top. top. Um, And that's definitely true. Yep. Can you tell me how many people 
enter the competition every year, about approximately. I should know how many people do that. So it starts with the Open, um, which is in March. And there's hundreds of thousands of people that enter from all over the world, which is like the cool thing about CrossFit because the Open, anyone can do it no matter where you're at. And like you can see how you compare to people all around the world. So that's where it starts. And then the top 10%, um, then, well, the way the rules are, they've changed um, a lot, especially since I've been competing. Um, But the top 10% then move into quarterfinals, which is basically a three-day competition. Um, And then the top 120, I just know, in North America, then end up making a semifinal, which is an in-person competition. And there'll be 30 athletes female and male, um, at each competition. And then the top five from each of those four semifinals will go to the CrossFit games. Ooh. And there's a total of 40 athletes at the CrossFit games from all around the world. So that probably will go to maybe one month in the whole program. Like when this, from start to end. Yeah. It's four different weekends. The semifinals is. Ah, yep. 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 So what's going on? Like, so this is March now. So they must be doing some, I think the participants were going into the competitions these days, you reckon? Yeah, they just finished the Open, and so okay. quarterfinals is not, they have one weekend off, and then quarterfinals will be the next weekend. Mm. Because I usually, um, because I really wanted to try this um, a few years ago, before COVID, I think, because my one of my friends, she's into CrossFit as well, and then she mentioned, like, you should try this CrossFit. And then I just, as, as you said, like, I wasn't confident to go in CrossFit because I love weights, doing weights, you know, the calisthenics and all that. But I wasn't really into the CrossFit, but I, I might give it a try. I don't know if I'm too old for this, but I'll still give it a try. <laughs> You're not too old. Nobody's too old. I, when I coached in New York, there was a 54-year-old that got her handstand push-up for the first time. You're not too old. Everything is modifiable. You yes. can scale everything, yeah. whether it's weights um, or the movements. Like, so do they, have age, do they have age group or it's just open? Yeah, they have age group. So the open age group is 18 to 34. Mm-hmm. And then after that, there's 35 to 39, then 40 to 44, all the way up to, I think, 65 and older. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, we, when, you know, when you said power apps, do you also um, guide with the supplements? So we, not necessarily supplements, but we do have a nutrition book um, okay. because a lot of people ask about nutrition because they know the importance of, course, of nutrition, yeah. especially yeah. with health and fitness and lowering your body fat and getting your abs to pop and everything. And so, yeah, we have a nutrition book available to people because um, I'm a big fan of eating clean, making sure you drink enough water and making sure you just eat clean, unprocessed foods. Um, my my nutrition is very simple. A lot of people are like, I don't know how it can be so boring, but I just like, I just love like, veg- like basically I eat vegetables with garlic salt and then I throw it with some sort of lean protein, whether it's eggs or chicken, beef, salmon, you name it. Um, and then I eat usually either sweet potatoes or oatmeal on the side. It's, it's simple, but I enjoy what I eat. So I'm like, yeah, I can stick that's, with it. That's the meals of champions. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> that would be no name. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you said um, with power abs and, you know, the people lose fat, getting the better abs, what's the three would say you would say the key changes or the foods to avoid um, when you're doing these power abs? I basically tell people if you can cut out sugar, added Mm. sugar, and you can cut out alcohol, like those are the two biggest things. Mm. And it doesn't mean you have to completely cut it out. It's just reducing it, Um, especially if you can like have it once a week, like on Sunday, it's like, okay, this is going to be like my treat day because what happens sometimes is people completely cut it out and then all of a sudden they get it and they just like can't stop. And so I've also found that people are a lot more likely to stick to eating clean if they do have like a day where they know that they can indulge in something they've been craving. And people always ask me about like cheat days and things. I'm like, they're like, well, what should I have on my cheat day? I'm like, it, whatever you crave. And so I think everybody's different. Like some people like to plan out their cheat day. I'm 
more of a person that I'm like, okay, I'm going to see how I feel that day and what I want then. Mm. Because if I'm days? craving some, now that I'm not competing, I actually like, I still eat clean, but if I want to go get all you can eat, all you can eat sushi is really good here in Vegas. So that's usually like my go-to. Um, or if I want to like go out for Mexican and indulge or get ice cream, whatever it is, like I'll go. I still feel better when I eat clean. So I, like yes, I said, I don't go all the time, yeah. but before I would be like, ah, uh, maybe once a month. Now it's more like once a week or just depending on how I feel. But yeah, I tell people whatever you're craving, like that's what you should eat. So, yeah. and plus it's, I think it's easier to maintain when you're doing like in a very more red, in a more red way eating, you know, when you're eating clean all the way, and you can just, you know, have a couple of snacks in between. It's easier to maintain that instead of just going every day and then eating out or eating bad in every day. Yeah, definitely. And because, like, if you're eating clean too, it's easy to meal prep and just keep it, like, in Tupperware in your fridge so that it's, like, because the biggest thing, too, is making sure you have good food readily available. Like, if you don't have a meal cooked, then it's easy to reach for the potato chips or cookies or something that's, processed whereas if you have like an actual meal that's in the fridge waiting for you or even if you just have like apples and a handful of almonds like easy yeah. healthy choices to make um, it makes it a lot easier oh yeah but when you when you were training how did you plan your meals did you always have a you know because you were there for six seven hours in the gym you know you wouldn't go hungry for six hours of course <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. You need to feed. You need to feed the beast. You know. That's it. <laughs> How did you uh, plan your meals? So I usually I would do my training in two separate sessions. So I would do one morning session and then an afternoon session. So I would eat before my first session, and then I would have usually a drink that had sugars and protein in it, just to like give me fuel throughout the session. And then I would have another meal after the first session before the second one. Then I would drink more sugars and protein during my second session. And then I would have another meal after. Um, and so usually, I mean, it was like three hours at the, sometimes three and a half or four for a session, but I would make sure that I had those sugars and protein that just helped me get through. And sometimes if I knew it was going to be a long day or if I knew I had to go like to a body work appointment or something after, then I would bring food with me. Cause like you said, I was, I was not going hungry. How many bags? <laughs> right. <laughs> And then I'm in point, I might need a meal before and a meal right after, yeah. you know, because yeah. like that's something people don't like realize it's like all of your training is like, you need to prepare what time you're going to eat with your training. Like you can't eat too far in advance because then you're starving by the time you're done. But you also don't want to eat too close because then like your stomach feels funky if you're like trying to run and you have a belly full of food. So it's like trying to like plan <laughs> all of that out with your training and everything and making sure you're getting enough calories uh, to have enough fuel and feed your muscles. Of course. So you were, you were doing night before or you, you plan your meals every day or you do weekly. How did you plan your meals? Uh, so luckily for me, I'm spoiled and I've been working <laughs> with a meal prep company for a while. Oh, there you go. So yeah. So Rosie Joe sends all of my meat basically. So she will send me, they will send me, um, chicken breast. I get shredded chicken as well. I get ground turkey, ground beef, nice. salmon, quinoa, sweet potatoes, and vegetables. Um, so it's a lot of mainly the meat so that I don't have to prepare that because it takes mm. a lot of time. Yep. Um, and so, like I said, I'm spoiled with the meal prep, but if someone doesn't have that, then I would definitely suggest cooking all of your lean protein or figuring out what you're doing for lean protein on Sunday, just to be ready for the week, week because basically like I have all of that that's like easily accessible and then I like to do either just mixed vegetables or just cut up a pepper or something yeah. simple uh, for my I vegetables. That's yeah, what I do <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's the perfect way to do it. Just to like have everything ready, especially if you have like a job and you have to go and then you have to work or you have to eat during work and then you go to work out after it's like, you don't want to be hungry going to your workout. So it's like, have everything set so i i think that's very smart that you prepare it ahead of time as well and then as you said like you have to go to work and then all the people at work they just say like how do you eat so much you're still so skinny <laughs> so i'm not skinny and then i don't eat as much as you guys but i do eat a lot <laughs> yeah yeah but you probably eat healthier things so it's like 
equal calories, but it's just more cal- less calorie dense food that probably actually has more like vitamins and minerals and everything your body needs rather than processed things. <laughs> and it my helps you feel good. Are, my eggs are famous in my office everywhere I work. It's just I love that egg man. <laughs> perfect, perfect. That's good. Maybe they'll learn from you. Yeah, maybe someday. <laughs> yeah. With when you sleep, what are your sleeping timing? So how do you? So okay, let's just ask you this way. Um, how do you? What's your daily routine from morning at from start to the end? Now or when I was training? Both. So when we were training, Both. when you were going for like, you know, fittest woman in America and now as you're retired from cross CrossFit Games. Yeah. So when I was training, I would get up, it depended on the day, usually seven or seven thirty, mm-hmm. And then I would have some coffee and then some oatmeal with people say this is really weird, but I usually would put egg whites in it just for a little bit of protein and then cook it again after. So the egg whites are actually like cooked in the oatmeal, not raw egg whites. That would be weird. Um, and so I would usually have that. And then I would do my first training session around 8.30. It would usually go 8.30 to 9.30 or so. And then I would eat another meal. Sometimes I would do a little bit of work. Sometimes I would relax and sit in my compression boots. Then I would go to the gym around 11. And I would be there until around 3 doing my training. And then I would come home and eat. And then after I would eat, then I would do work for power abs basically for the rest of the night. I love, I focused on recovery too. Like I would take a bath usually four to five nights a week. Um, so I help feel like that helped me relax and help me sleep better. Um, and then before going to bed, I will, and then I would eat another meal too. I'd make sure I have at least two meals after training. And then I would have another meal of oatmeal, um, and protein powder and usually like berries in it before bed. Um, and then do some extra stretching. I didn't have a TV until I moved to Las Vegas in 2020. So that this. was not an option. Yeah. I didn't I have just Netflix. Love this. Yeah. Cause it was like another distraction. Like I was training and I was trying to run a business and so I didn't have extra time. And so I honestly just got it because they're like, I was having people over and I was like, I feel like I should have a TV and there's like <laughs> a built in TV stand into yeah. the wall. Not everyone is the carry. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I guess just for entertainment for people, just in case. Exactly. Um, and then, yeah, I would like stretch before bed and sometimes I would read before bed, just depending how I felt or how tired I was. And then I would be in bed around nine 30 or 10. Mm. And now, and now I usually get up around seven or so. And then I get up and I'll have my coffee. I'll do some work, um, depending on what I have to do, like for power abs, I program, we have a membership program. So I'm right now I'm like in the middle of doing videos and stuff for that. Then depending on if we have a shoot coming up or whatever content I need to create or getting the, uh, it just making videos for Instagram and things yes. like that. Um, yeah. and working mm-hmm. with everybody and we have calls a couple of times a week. So usually I'll have a call in the morning, depending on the day. And then I'll eat breakfast either before or after, just depending on how I feel. Yes, and then yes. I do some more work and then I'll work out in my garage. Usually I go out in there for about two hours, depending on the day. It's usually hour and a half to two hours. Um, and it's usually around one or two, but once again, it kind of just depends on the day. And then if, if it is later in the day, then I'll have lunch before I train, but usually like an hour. So mm-hmm. that by the time I finish training, it's like three Oh, yeah. three and a half hours before I have to eat again. So then I eat again. And then I like to go on a walk like at some time at night. Um, and then I'll have another meal and sometimes relax. My boyfriend lives across the neighborhood. So he'll come over. We'll meet and walk sometimes. Um, or I'll do a little bit more work and I've been watching Netflix usually a little bit, probably five yeah. nights a week. Okay. That's all right. It's a bit relaxing, isn't it? So you're yeah. also in CrossFit Games, any fitness team or? Uh, not in CrossFit Games, but he trains in CrossFit and he's competed in Argentina and in mm. Australia. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you know when you were telling me before um, about your pre, like when you were doing this competing in, in America for CrossFit Games and then your routine was like eat, sleep, train and repeat <laughs> that's yeah. basically you were living those life for how many years five years 
Seven years. Oh, seven years. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That's yeah. a, that's Thank a dream you. life, isn't it? <laughs> it? It is, but it's, it's super, like people don't realize how intense it is. Maybe. And it's like, it is a dream life, but everything centers around it. Like I missed friends' weddings. I missed reunions. I missed family get-togethers. I missed a lot um, to compete because whenever you travel, it's like, okay, where, when am I going to train my four to six hours? Exactly. I need food. And it's like, you can't just go. Like two weekends ago, I went to my grandma's 89th birthday, which if I wasn't retired, I couldn't have done because we would have been in the middle of the open. So it is a dream life, but there's definitely a lot of sacrifices that come with it that I don't think people necessarily know or think about. They're like, all you do is work out all day. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah you could work out all day too if yeah. you were as good as me and committed priority, your entire yes. life to it. Exactly. But, but if you missed, if you missed, so suppose you missed weddings, you missed parties, but look what you've achieved. Yes. You know I, 100%. I think, yeah. I, I think that's I the, would, I think I would take that any day. I would miss anything for this. <laughs> I would too. I, I, I have no regrets whatsoever but while you're doing it but while you're doing it though like when you start like you don't know you're going to be that successful I like stopped my job and just took on being a full-time athlete to see what I could do but it's definitely a gamble because Mm. you get injured and it's over like this you know I was just about to ask you about any injuries and you just mentioned it (laughs) yeah um I luckily I did not have too many injuries um I was actually a lot more injured as a gymnast I hurt my Achilles at the 2016 games. Um, but that was just from rebounding box jump overs in a workout, trying to move really fast. And then I had a wrist injury. Um, so I missed one competition, but I think other than that, like little aches and pains, like a little backache that might keep me out for like a week or so, but honestly, like nothing, nothing. When you're doing like weightlifting or, you know, CrossFit, most of the time it injures your, uh, shoulders like you know you get more injuries on your shoulders left or right it doesn't it doesn't matter but i've seen people complain about more shoulder injuries yeah i know a lot of people do get shoulder injuries um just because there's a lot of your shoulders do a lot of work in crossfit but yeah but my coach like was like made me do a lot of mobility stuff and a lot of like rehab movements, even though I wasn't hurt, it's like mm, still, do this rehab so that, yeah, so that you don't get hurt. Yeah. Um, also, I have these like big boulder shoulders from gymnastics. I can so I that. think they definitely helped. <laughs> <laughs> What's your biggest strength? My biggest strength? Yep. In My shoulders. Shoulders. Hands, hands, anything handstands. Yeah. Hand, strict handstand push-ups is like what I'm known for. I, I don't think so. Anyone in the world can deny that looking at those shoulders. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so if anyone's training, do you have online or you just gave the programs? So do you have, do you sit personally to see anyone train or anyone or you just give out programs that do it? Yeah, I just give out programs. Um, I did personal training for a while. That's Mm -hmm. actually like how I started my fitness journey was personal training. And then I started power abs and it's just been amazing. Like it's awesome to do one-on-one training with people directly, but it's been really cool just to see how many people we've impacted with power abs all around the world. Um, And honestly, like I don't, like I loved personal training, but I just don't have time anymore to do it one-on-one. But people like we have an amazing Facebook group and if people have questions about things then they'll like take a video, they'll put it up in there and I can watch the video and respond directly to them. Um, so it's not one-on-one, but people can easily uh, reach out to me and ask me questions. And I'm usually good about answering on Instagram uh, my messages as well. So if people have questions, then like I get sent things like uh, even a guy from the, the open sent me a bar muscle up video and I was like, do this. Good luck. And then he sent me a video cause he got his first bar muscle up. Um, nice. And so, yeah, even though I don't do one-on-one, like I can help people with movements from the yeah. programs or whatever um, through my Instagram mm. or even face- our Facebook group. Yep. How long, um, how many years you've done uh, personal training? 
I, I was a personal trainer. I started personal training in 2011, which is when I graduated from the University of Michigan. Okay. When you were doing this personal training, did you have any client with the bad form who's never entered the gym? And then you have to explain to this person every technique, you know, did you have any challenges throughout? Oh, 100%. Definitely. So I lived in New York City Mm. and I worked with a lot of Wall Street guys. They were were great. They were amazing to work with, but they sit at a desk. So their shoulders are hunched forward. Their hips are super tight. Their hamstrings are super tight. And I think if you weren't an athlete growing up, it's just you don't have that same body awareness that athletes do. Mm. Um, So it's kind of just like erase everything and teach them from scratch. But it's, it's really cool because it is like a challenge. And so, you know, I take it as a challenge and just go over basic movement patterns. And it's like one step at a time, just like anything else. Got to master the basics before you can move on to exactly. anything to, to the more advanced movements. Yep. What's the, I would ask you, um, what's the biggest challenge you had in those years from your personal training time and your CrossFit times and now having a business. Which is the most challenging. Yeah. I feel like they're all just challenging in their own way. So when I was a, yeah, when I was a personal trainer, it was challenging because your clients make your schedule and it was like, okay, oh, I'm going to get up at five 30 in the morning to be at the gym at six for a client or two. And then you have this like three hour break in the day. And then you might have two more clients from like noon to two. And then you have like a couple of client, more clients later in the day at like four or five. And so it was just like, you're on someone else's schedule. And then also working in New York, it was like, what someone on wall street is supposed to have a five o'clock appointment with you. Well, work just went late. So I'm not going to make it. And like, I always felt so bad charging them. But like my boss was like, no, like they canceled last minute. Like you're here waiting for them and it's not your fault. I'm like, yeah, but I want them to like get their work. Like I'm here to make them fitter. And like, I don't want them paying me to like miss this. Um, And so that was like definitely a challenge for me because I was like, well, I'm on your schedule, but now you're canceling. And now I'm here at the gym, like (laughs) not doing anything. So that was definitely like hard in its own way. Um, and then competing, it was hard because, I mean, you don't feel like pushing every day. And, like, it's just, like, your it's your life is centered around it. You're not going out for social events. You're not really, like, meeting up or doing other things. Like, like I said, I loved training. But there's definitely days where I was just, like, I'd rather just stay in bed. <laughs> but <laughs> at the end of the up. day, like, you were – right? I did get up. I did get up. Um <laughs> But like at the end of the day, I mean, now I've, I look back on what I accomplished and it's incredible, but I just remember like so many sessions just like dying, like getting yeah. everything you have. And like my coach even talked about like there was a couple workouts that he put me into tears, not because they hurt, just because they took everything I physically and emotionally had for those workouts. Mm. And, you know, and then you go to compete at the CrossFit Games and it's like they try to destroy you over the course of four or five days depending mm. on the year yeah um it's just like they take it's the, you are claimed the fittest for a reason it's there's yes, so many course. workouts they test you physically mentally like it's so hard but it's amazing too because you know just knowing that you've pushed yourself to that level and you're amongst one of the best in the world at what you do because you like have given everything every ounce of yourself to this sport it's just like nothing matches that and like i have my medal i'm like nobody could ever take this away from me because i know all the sacrifices everything that has gone into getting that medal and like everything me and my coach went through and it's just it's amazing and i'm so glad i got to share that opportunity with him um and then the business, you know, it, it has its own struggle as you work with other people. And sometimes you agree, sometimes you disagree, and then you, you figure it out. <laughs> and I mean, luckily, like I feel so fortunate because we have an amazing, amazing community that tells us what they want. Cause I know some businesses struggle like, well, what's next, what's next. And we have like 
I think we have, we have over 77,000 people in our powerhouse Facebook group that aren't afraid what to tell us what they want. So they, I just am honored that I can help people so much, but it definitely comes, you know, there's, there's struggles with business, whether it's the technology side or trying to figure out how to, the best way to do things. Um, so there's, there's struggles in that as well. And it's, it's a lot more time consuming. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I love it. And that's where my passion is right now. So I feel like each has been hard, but I have loved what I do. And I feel very lucky because I know a lot of people don't find that and they just like go to a job because they feel like they have to, They have to. Yeah. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm truly passionate about it. So I'm, I, I'm just fortunate for that. Yep. And also when you said, you know, uh, I think when people, if someone's doing something and they love, they have a passion for it, they don't feel as pressured as any other person who doesn't like the job or who doesn't want to do the job. Yep. I agree. And I like hear people say like, you work on Saturday, you work on Sunday, like you work seven days a week. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I do some sort of work. Yes. Seven days a week. But like you said, like it doesn't feel like work. Like, a part of what I get to do like for work is like jump into our Facebook group and comment to people and like yeah. read about how I've changed their life. And so yeah. it's like, this is, or I get to like do workout videos, like for my camera, like yeah. this isn't, I was like, if this is work, like, yeah. Sign please me bring it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I would, yes, I would I reply do. to this person. Oh, why do you eat seven days then? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly so it's just like i i love what i do and like you said it doesn't feel like work so i'm just i'm lucky for that exactly when you said uh, about this like when you were talking about crossword games i wanted to ask you before but i thought like i'll just ask you after what has to be the strongest is it the mental is your like the strength you required or your physical strength required i, I know there's two on a different levels, you know, there is a physical strength and there is a mental strength to a different part, but what's more important to have? Mental hands mental. down. Yeah. Yep. I, I, cause I've seen athletes who are so physically gifted and physically talented, but if you're not there mentally, then yep. it doesn't you're matter. Yeah. Yeah. Plus like something I like, even my coach always admitted, um, he's like, you're not the most talented athlete, but you're the toughest athlete. And so I know like one big reason I was so successful is because I was able to mentally like stay in the game and dig deep and be able to push when other people backed away because they're like, Oh, this hurt or whatever. Like that's when I knew where, you know, the champion is made is where it starts to hurt. And people are like, I'm going to take a second or I'm going to slow down. And I was like, this is where I speed up. Um, and so, and that's not only at a, cause people are like, Oh, competition, like mental, t-, but no, it's in training too. Cause you can't just show up to a competition and all of a sudden be mentally tough. Like you have to practice that day in, day out in your training. Yeah. You know, when you said mental, I would totally agree because I was training this guy um, about two years ago and then he couldn't do any pull-ups. And then I gave him the techniques and all that. So once I was online with him <clears throat> and he said to me, I said, okay, go do some pull-ups. So he said, I might be able to do three. Let's just see, you know, he said three and he's done just three. I knew he had one or two more in his, in him and he just didn't do it. I said, okay, next time when you jump on the bar, don't say anything, just jump on the bar and just listen to me. What I say, I made him do six pull-ups that day. And he said like, I don't think so. I can do six pull-ups. So, well, there you go. Because you said it yourself, you know, you're going to do three. So your mental, that's where you went. I was, that's why I asked you, you know, I think I believe the mental strength is, is more important in any, in any way. Yeah. I'm glad we agree. Yes. <laughs> um, what would you say the biggest myth in fitness industry? The biggest myth um so i think too because we've recently come out with like fit <laughs> this is something that's like been on my mind um actually there's two things but one um is like like how like strength training is going to make women bulky um mm. i think that's <laughs> one of the big things because people always shot sh- like females especially shy away from weight training because they don't want to get bulky and i'm like you're not going to get bulky. Any female who gets bulky is trying to do it 
They've been at it for years. They lift a lot of weight. They focus on eating a lot of clean food. Um, and so like, they're afraid not to lift heavier weight. Um, and it's like, Oh, I'm going to use these like two pound dumbbells. Like, okay, great, perfect. Like, I'm glad you're at least like starting to lift weight. That's good. Um, but lifting five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, like slowly building your way up and strengthening your muscles isn't going to make you bulky unless you end up eating a lot. It's actually just going to make you healthier. And if you have muscle, you're actually going to appear smaller because muscle is more dense than fat. Exactly. So even at the same body weight, like you have two women standing next to each other that each weigh 150 pounds, the one who has a higher percent of muscle is going to appear smaller than the one who has course, a higher yeah. percent body fat. Yeah, and also, a, you know, there's muscle, a lot yeah. of, yeah. And there's oh. a lot of other benefits um, that come from strength training too, but that's just one to state in women, especially as they get older and osteoporosis and all that good stuff. I, I'm a big fan of strength training, obviously. And then also just like high intensity exercise. I didn't do high intensity before CrossFit. And I think it really just like made me change how I approach training too. Um, rather than like, you know, doing slow steady state cardio for a long time. I've noticed that like just doing high intensity, my heart rate gets up and then my heart rate stays elevated throughout the full day. So it's like you're continuing to burn more calories even when you're done versus, I mean, I was a 45 minute elliptical person in college. I hate to admit it. And like even right after, um, but then I found like high intensity training and I was like, oh, why did I ever ride on the elliptical yeah. uh, when I can do <laughs> things, whether it's like, you know, even like burpees and squats and just body weight things, um, to get your heart rate up and oh, yes. get you working. So. Does. Have you ever tried the just burpees? How many you can do in one hour? I have not. I recently saw something on morning talk about it though. And I actually have been doing a hundred burpees a day since December 1st. Um, because one of the ladies in power apps challenged me to do it for the month of December. And I was like, I did it December. I was like, I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to see how long I can do it. So <laughs> I don't know. I believe We're, you can you know, do it for a long time because you know, <laughs> you've thanks. got that in you. Yeah. But I, there's some days where I'm just like, I'm tired. I want to, don't want to do it, but I'm like, okay, it's not that just like, it's because it's just a hundred throughout the day. So it's just like yeah. wherever you can get them in. Okay, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. But some days it's like, I just, I, I don't want to do it. I think there was one night at like seven 30 at night. I was like, shoot, I still haven't done my burpees. And I was like, okay, go do them before you eat your oatmeal at night. Go do your burpees. <laughs> so you smashed hundred in one, how many, how long, like in, in what time? Oh, I don't know. I don't usually put a clock to it. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Um, this is the, question I ask everyone um, what was I, because everything we do we do there is a, some reason there is a, some sort of you know um, attachment to it or anything you can say why did you start like what was your why to become whatever you are today so my why actually started well my parents put me in gymnastics when I was three years old so that they they put me in that, and then I just like continued my fitness journey onto that. Should I say that was their why? <laughs> yep, yep. Because they wanted me to do gymnastics. But they put me in a lot of other sports. I just yep. kept going back to gymnastics. I didn't want to do soccer. I didn't want to do ballet. Mm. I didn't want to do t-ball. None of. I wanted gymnastics. Um, but that's. I mean, that's like where I started. But I think my biggest why and like the reason I've been successful is because at a young age, I had coaches and my father tell me that I wasn't the most gifted kid, but I was the hardest worker. And even like Justin Collar, my coach uh, for CrossFit told me the same thing. Um, and like when you're like, when I look back, I'm like, Oh, well, you know, that could have been a compliment. But when I was, I was like seven or eight years old, when I heard that I found it as an insult. Um, I was like, what, I'm not the most talented. Like, that's not nice. And so I think I kind of took that as like, okay, well now whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. Um, and so like, you know, as a gymnast, I was a couple time national champion. I was on uh, the university of Michigan. We were four time big 10 champs all four years, uh, went into CrossFit four time fittest American female finished on the podium. And now I'm in an incredible business. Like I said, we have over 200,000 people doing it. So I think it kind of stems from that and that almost putting like a chip on my shoulder. 
when I was super young and being like, well, I'm not talented. I'm going to show you. Um, and I, I mean, I, but I love that. <laughs> thanks. And I'm just like a super competitive person and everything as well. Um, so that like drives me too, but I think that's, that's definitely like my why. And when I just think about why I do what I do, it, it kind of, it comes down to that, but then also just because I want to be the best. I mean, and it's like corny and stuff, but like be the best version of you. Okay. Yeah, whatever. But I want to be the best. Yeah. I think one of the best right. in the world. Like, and I'm willing to do what it's going to take. Like, I know a lot of people say that, but they don't have the actions that match it. Like they will go out, like I want to be that best athlete. Oh, I'm going to go out drinking or I want to have this amazing business, but I'm not going to work on weekends. Like, I feel like a lot of people say things, but their yes. actions don't match it. Yeah, whereas exactly. like, I almost get like obsessed with what I do. So I think that's why I've been successful as well. Yeah. What's your lucky number? Four? Seven. <laughs> Seven. Why four? Okay. Oh, because four times. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got two, two of the you know, national champions of gymnastic and CrossFit Games. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I like seven. And then my second, I don't know, I guess favorite number is 15. But Okay. Nice. But I think uh, that wraps up our session, which was absolutely amazing. I literally, literally love this, um, having you on my podcast. And thank you, thank you very so much, much for, for having coming. me. That was a lot of fun. It was 100%. And I got to know. When someone wants to contact you, Instagram or Power Apps, so do you want me to add just Instagram on, on the show notes and then they can contact you? I think you've got the link to the Power Apps as well in your Instagram. Yeah, it's powerabs.shop. That's it. Mm -hmm. Perfect. We'll just add it to the show notes. Great. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Fit Fact King podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. And leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we get the facts about getting fit.